0: Hi, I'm Stephanie Ma from World Martial Arts Media, and today I'm here to tell you about LegacyBelts.com. Legacy Championship Belts and Awards is the world's premier manufacturer of custom and cast championship title belts who supplies belts to the top professional boxing, MMA, and wrestling organizations on a planet. If you're a promoter or collector looking for high-quality MMA, martial arts, boxing, wrestling belt, or even a belt for a special event, then you need to visit LegacyBelts.com today. Be sure to like us at www.facebook.com LegacyBelts
1: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the world martial arts radio network up next you will be listening to the usa martial arts hall of fame show host of the year award winner the one and only justin harvey producer director and on-air star of the justin harvey show
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is comedian Josh Blue, and you're listening to the Justin Harvey Show. And you better keep listening, and I'm going to come down there and give you the palsy punch.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Harvey here on the Justin Harvey Show. Once again, yes, it's your favorite cerebral palsy broadcaster, and I am happy today to tell you that I am extremely honored to bring my next guest tonight because I've wanted to do this for many, many years. This guy is very inspiring. And I want to present to you guys Josh Blue. Welcome to the show, man. Hey,
2: thanks. What's up, man?
1: Uh just, just chilling, eating some Chinese food and uh you know, and <laughs> just really loving your work, man.
2: Chinese food, man.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, it was
2: easy to get that palsy rice in your mouth.
1: Oh, all, all, all yeah, man. De- definitely. <laughs> definitely. And I, I got to tell you, Josh, I, uh, I watched your, uh, your show sticky change on Netflix and I was dying laughing. Like seriously.
2: Well, thanks man. Um, that special has been really awesome to me. Uh, it started out on showtime and then it got picked up by Netflix and, uh, just amazing uh how much influence Netflix has. Uh so many people have it in their home. And it's uh it's cool that that my my special just pops up in your queue, you know, like, oh let's watch this guy. Even if you don't know who I am, you just click on it and uh it's been a, a cool cool way to get out there into the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and Josh when, when I say this on my show I truly I truly understand your struggle with CP because me, myself, I'm in a wheelchair 100% of the time. And uh-huh. I've actually had, you know, several surgeries. And and uh, when I was in school, I had to do physical therapy. When you were in school, did you have to do, like, physical therapy or anything like that? Or? Yeah. Uh,
2: when I was in elementary school, I got some PT and I uh, actually had some uh, OT as well. Um, but uh I was fortunate uh that I got to move on from that as I got older and figure out how my body worked.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
2: I need it now that I'm an old man, falling apart over here. I,
1: I I know I know the feeling. I uh I turned I turned thirty in September, so I, I know the feeling uh,
2: shit, man. I'm thirty seven. Oh, you thirty seven? Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if it's the palsy or the beer that's doing it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I tell you what, Josh, if you're ever if you're ever in West Virginia, I will personally buy you a beer, and me and you can have like a drink off or something. All right, man. One thing I know about palsy
2: people is they can fucking put it away. You know. Oh, I, I, I always challenge palsy people to drink off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then man you would have to take turns using the wheelchair.
2: Perfect. <laughs> you might get up and start walking.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but uh how how did you how did you get into like comedy? I did see I did see you on the show, you know, the uh the comedy show where you were guaranteed a contract. I watched I watched you through yeah, that but I... but but what what's well, what comic standing. Yeah, comic standing, yeah. Uh but what's your history? What influenced you to get into
2: into the business, so to speak? Drugs, just lots of drugs.
1: Wow. Awesome. I'm
2: just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. No, I started in college, you know, all my friends uh told me I was really funny all the time and uh I I don't know, for some reason I just had a feeling that I could do it even though I had terrible stage fright. Um and then I just got up there and this shit started coming out and it's uh, pretty amazing like uh, you get to have a life where I tell jokes and make people laugh for a living you know and um, yeah I, I attribute it to to my friends and my family and people that encourage me to try it even though there's it's terrifying to go up there. Uh, I'm not scared anymore, but it's still an intimidating, daunting task.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and Josh, I believe the way that you do, because, like, I believe that um, people with disabilities can just bring as much to the table as anyone else, so...
2: If not more, man. Uh,
1: I mean, I feel like
2: the stuff that I am being uh, allowed to say now on stage is is jarring and eye-opening to the able-bodied community. Um, I think there's such a low expectation of, of disability that when any of us have a, a thought, <laughs> it blows people's minds. But uh, Yeah, yeah. What I mean is we're a very underestimated uh, minority group.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, because believe it or not, I can really relate to a lot of the stuff you were saying in Sticky Change, like, you know, I get stupid questions all the time, and I honestly believe if someone thinks that I'm mentally disabled, I believe like you do, I should act, be able to act retarded. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, if they're going to assume you're like that, then just go with it and have fun and see what you can get out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Free meal, free drinks, whatever.
1: So, and... Uh, You know, Josh, I I wanted to tell you real quick. I was, I was a couple years ago. I was sitting around with some friends of mine, you know, just joking, kind of like you do and stuff, and making fun of my disability. And someone said to me, and I said, "You should, you should be a comedian." And I looked at them without skipping a beat. I said, "I can't do stand-up. Hello." Uh Yeah, sit down, sit down, comedy. Yeah 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 so uh, what are your expectations for for this year?
2: uh you know I'm touring with Ron White right now, so I'm getting to play these amazing giant venues uh, all over the country with him, uh which is pretty awesome. It's a interesting change in my life i've I've been the main headliner for a long time, and uh it's kinda cool to go on the road and not mm-hmm. have the pressure of being the main guy. I can just go out and do 20 minutes in front of him and let him take it from there. Um, yeah. But, that, I mean, it's just kind of a nice year for me. Uh, you know, we're, we're on his tour bus. With, he has his own jet, so we're flying around
1: on private jets and, yeah. Oh, that, that that's that's... That's amazing. You now, like with with your comedy shows, how, how do you usually how do you usually prepare for those? I mean, because I'm sure you probably you know you change it up every now and again and do different stuff and different routines. So, how do you yeah, really I, prepare for that?
2: Well, every show of mine is like a snowflake. They're all different. I couldn't even replicate it verbatim. I have no way of doing that. I am um, <laughs> very Spontaneous off the cup. So if something happens in the room, I'm going to react to that. If you drop a glass, I'm going to talk shit as soon as it hits the ground. Um, I don't write anything down. So um, that's pretty rare, I think, that don't do it. But um, I look at it like this. If you don't write it down, you can't fuck it up. Yeah, because every time I tried to write something down or bring a piece of paper on stage I was more focused on trying to read what the hell was on the page than being in the moment and telling the story that I know I mean, you look at uh, stand up, it's just you're telling things that you know I'm just Mm -hmm. talking about my life so nothing I can get off a piece of paper is going to tell me what already in my head, you know what I mean? Um uh, yeah. then you cut out that middleman. Um the way I, I prepare as I mean I just I love doing it so it's pretty easy to to do it. Um you know, it's it's the long days that are hard, you know, you, you get up and do radio early in the morning, and then it's hard to fall back asleep, and then you have two shows at night. So you're up at six, and then you're up, uh, staying awake till two in the morning, you know?
1: Yeah. long day. Oh, oh yeah, de- definitely. Now, do you get a lot of people actually stopping you out on the street and being like, oh my God, it's Josh Blue. It's the comedian Josh Blue. Have you ever experienced yeah. that?
2: Yeah, every eight feet or so, yeah. Wow. Well the thing wow. is, man, is I'm very distinct looking. So um yeah, I got big hair and obviously my gait is uh kind of noticeable. So you see me lumbering anywhere, your mm-hmm. eye is drawn to that and then you focus closer, you're like, Oh wait, I fucking know that guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very I'm very recognizable for one. Most celebrities can put a hat on. And yeah. Go in public, but for me, it's like, hey, there's Josh Blue with a hat on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, I I thought the uh, the airplane uh, gig was funny too when you said that you asked the uh, steward for for a straw and he's like, what? You know, and he he didn't you know understand that you needed a straw. That was hilarious. I thought.
2: Right, and that's just drawing from a real thing that happened. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of my stories is just shit that happened to me. I really am a random shit magnet where that stuff happens every fucking day. <laughs> wow,
1: wow. Well, I, I, I can tell you this, Josh. I wanted to share a quick story with you. I actually, I have this friend of mine, and uh, before she really knew me really good to know what offends me and what doesn't. And keep in mind, a lot doesn't offend me. Um, She was really upset because her computer had uh, crashed or something, and she was cussing and a raving and this and that. And uh, she says, I feel crippled without my computer. And without me skipping a beat, I said, you know what? I feel like that every day. And she was like, Thinking like, oh shit! What do I do? Do I laugh or do I, you know? And then finally, she started laughing. So good. Yes. It was just one of those moments you would have had to have been there. So,
2: no, I mean I totally feel it. I mean it's it's like, a,
1: but that's
2: good. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's, it, you could you could either dance around it and not let her know that what she said is offensive, or you could let her know in a funny way that. You know, I feel it's very disarming what you did, the way you said that. You know what I mean? You're you're okay enough to educate. But that's the difficult part of being disabled. You either have the choice to educate the person who's ignorant about what they're saying or doing, or you can be mad about it and be mean about it, you know? And you can educate and be mean about it. There's that aspect, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But it's
2: more palatable
1: if you make it humorous. Yeah, Josh, have have you ever thought about maybe trying to do movies and stuff and actually mix, like, your comedy with a little bit of acting? I was wondering about that today, actually.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, I've been in three movies. Um, I would definitely like to get into more acting, but as you probably know, it's hard to unact cerebral palsy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of up against uh a community like hollywood they they can be completely racist sexist classic um when you're casting a character. you can go in for a partner like you're too black, you're too gay, you're too white, you're too whatever, you're too cripple, you know mm-hmm. it's one of the only businesses that really can do that. You can't go into a McDonald's like you're too black to work here, it's not right. It just doesn't work. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and uh, I I told someone one time, you know how you know how they use these terms for disabled people mental special needs. I I, I told them, I'm like, that sounds more like a porno than anything else. You know. Right.
2: You, you know. Uh, yeah. It's just interesting how people uh, try to pussyfoot around what
1: mm-hmm.
2: the real thing is. I mean. I mean, most disabled people I know are the most crass. You know, their humor is very dark. Uh, you know, they're they're very open amongst the uh, fellow disabled community. It's just we we almost have to watch ourselves around the able-bodied people not to offend them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I think I think the toughest part for me is, like, going out in public and then, like, people, like, staring at me like I'm some creature from, like, outer space or something, or, you know, or like I'm deformed, and that's not the case.
2: Right. Well, I think what worked for me or what made that feeling better for me was uh, realizing that it's human nature to look at things that are different. So mm-hmm. if you saw someone that was eight foot tall walk in the room, you'd everyone in the room would look over them and go, holy fuck, look at that guy, he's eight feet tall. It's just a natural thing. And you would do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's not easy when it's you that everyone's looking at, but you have to understand that that is a weird human nature thing. Yeah. People look at things that are out of the norm. <laughs> I'm i with you there. You know, I I like I said, every eight feet I get recognized, every nine feet someone accuses me of being like a homeless person. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, a weird mix. Yeah, it's it's
1: uh it's it's like this, Josh. I the two worst comments that I've ever gotten in my life probably well I mean, you know, I've probably gotten worse, but like some people accuse me of sounding like a little kid or even looking like a little kid. Now I, look like, now I look like I could be on Duck Dynasty, so I fixed that real quick.
2: I know. I saw your beard. Yeah. Well, if the worst thing you've is someone to say you look like a kid, man, then you're doing all right. I yeah. wish somebody would say I look like a kid. I look like a fucking old man. Yeah.
1: People are just crook- Cruel, but like like you, I can I can laugh about it. You know, it's it's just one of well,
2: those you know, things. You know, the thing is about cruelty is usually what that is is just ignorance and fear. Somebody doesn't know about yeah what what's going on with you, and they're afraid. They have no frame of knowledge, so they're afraid. They don't know what they can say. They don't know if that's contagious. They don't know. You know, it's just a lack of education. That's where ignorance comes in. And then if you don't know about something and you're scared of it, then you push it away. And unfortunately, people push away in a hurtful way. because They're they're scared themselves.
1: Wow, wow. So, um, you know, uh, where are you touring at right now? Because I know you're very busy with your tour, and I appreciate you stopping by the show and everything to be on the show. So, sure, man.
2: You know, I'm uh, I'm in Denver right now, but uh, next weekend I'll be in uh, the East Coast, New York, Pennsylvania, and a couple other towns with Ron. And then, uh, you know, the best place to check on my schedule is uh, JoshBlue dot com. Uh, that's where I go to find out where I'm going.
1: I, I will definitely um, keep up with you, Josh. And uh, you know, and I I understand that you used to play soccer. Do you ever miss it?
2: Oh, yeah, I miss playing ball, man. Uh, you know, it was a great time of my life. I, I need to get back in it before I become a big fat ass. Um, but, yeah, I, I I definitely miss it. Yeah, um,
1: have you ever thought about maybe taking, you know, martial arts? I think it would be funny if you, like, took martial arts and mixed your comedy with, you know, a little bit of martial arts.
2: Yeah, you know, like because you do it have it the palsy punch, so. I do. Yeah, yeah, you know, I fucked around a little bit with some wee tie back in the day. Oh, really? Can you talk a little bit about that? That would be great. Uh, Sure, man. You know, I, I grew up uh, in Minnesota, and all my neighbors were uh, Vietnamese, all my all the other kids on the block. So uh, there was 16 kids in the family, and I was, like, number 17. Uh, basically, got absorbed in their family, and uh, they got into Muay Thai. And they were like, they were training in the backyard, kicking trees with their shins and stuff. And uh, they taught me some stuff. It, I mean, it wasn't like hardcore, it wasn't like I went to a, a gym to learn it. this was street shit, you know? Yeah. It was the best way to take your opponent out quick and show the shit. Um, yeah. You know? Nothing like a Nice meat in the face, I know that much. <laughs> Meet yeah. A shin kick is brutal too. I mean, it's a baseball bat hit yeah
1: Yeah, uh like one of those kicks can actually cripple you, but we're already there, Josh, so you know yeah, we're you ahead of everybody it. else. <laughs> yeah, fix it. Uh, but uh do you like martial arts films at all, Josh? I'm just I'm just curious, out of my own here are you do you like some martial arts flicks
2: yeah man you know uh, who doesn't like a good jackie chan film or uh, bruce lee you know uh i mean i think uh, jackie chan is an amazing athlete
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: you know just the shit he was able to do <laughs> run up yeah. a wall like, how the fuck do you do that uh okay. He's like the closest thing to like a monkey I can think. Like just shimmy up anything. You're like what?
1: Yeah, and I've, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard he's broken every bone in his body, Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's, I know. that's crazy.
2: Maybe, yeah. I saw you know, one who yeah. broke his ankle or leg during the shoot, and then they they painted the cast to look like his shoe. He was still fighting with a cast on. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Hey,
1: Josh, I have a brilliant idea. You should come to West Virginia and meet, me and you should wheelchair race.
2: Wheelchair race?
1: Yeah, wheelchair well, race. I'll
2: race you if I don't have to have a wheelchair. <laughs> that, that, to, would, gonna, that would be funny. Yeah. You we got a head start on me and the wheelchair thing, man. Right?
1: Yeah. How's, how's your kids doing? Because I, I heard that you've got kids and stuff. How's your kids doing?
2: They're good, man, you know, uh they're on par.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, dad's great, you know, I love it so much.
1: Well, make sure and uh tell your family I said hey and give them my best too and and uh well, good, man. So, um it, uh we can wrap it up any time you want, Josh. I just sure. I was to I just, you know, whatever you feel like talking about to wrap things up and then we'll do the promo. Cause I know you're a very busy man and cause I'm all about giving a good show. So yeah, man. Well, no, I mean, uh, again, just
2: keep your eye out for my, uh, my stuff. You know, I'm traveling so much and, uh, my next special, uh, is called delete. I've already filmed it and hopefully that will be out this year on Netflix. Uh, on Netflix. I mean, I'm not sure it's Netflix, but I'm sending my energy that way.
1: Uh, I I appreciate it. And, you know, Josh, for me, this has really been, you know, a dream come true for me because a lot of my friends said, uh, I have requested you come on my show. And they're like, you two guys would get along great because you two understand the battle of... Uh, CP.
2: Palsy power, bro.
1: Exa- exactly. So. Right on, man. Well, thank you for having me on. My pleasure, and thank you, Josh. You have been listening to The Justin Harvey Show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Be sure to tune in at it again next
0: Stephanie Ma here again with a special report from World Martial Arts Media about LegacyFightGear.com. Legacy Fight Gear is the official supplier to the world's oldest and most respected martial arts organizations. They have been manufacturing high-quality affordable products for over 30 years. Visit their new online catalog at LegacyFightGear.com today. School owners who want to raise money for their teams can register to get a wholesale account and become a distributor, for LegacyFightGear.com. Don't forget to like our official page at www.facebook.com LegacyFightGear.